and hello, people of the internet. How's it going today? How you doing? I'm Billy Bones, and this is a walk through the mind, a moment where we can sit down, hang out, chit-chat, discuss a handful of ideas that have been bouncing around inside my head, and see if we can't take those ideas for ourselves and go out and get the conversation started with friends, family, the people we meet on the street, or maybe we just get those gears turning within our own heads and see where it takes us. So how's your kitchen etiquette? Do you keep your kitchen spotless? Do you wash every single dish after you're done? Or are you like me and it turns into the Tasmanian devil kind of going through dishes everywhere? Spaghetti sauce splattered on the ceiling. Lettuce behind the counter or something? I don't know. It's not that bad. Not that bad. Try and stay clean. Try and do decent in my cooking abilities. Never seen my, You'll never see me wash my hands anymore. Then when I'm handling raw chicken, I've caught salmonella once, don't want to catch it again. And I didn't catch salmonella from raw chicken. No, I caught it from lettuce on a burger. Actually, the most common way, so I'm told, for people to catch salmonella. Accidental, not necessarily on purpose. But we've got food scores, we've got the health department people going out, making sure things are nice and safe and edible. And we know that they're doing their job. Out in Washington, they would keep it at a four-grade scale. The different faces of Mr. Yuck, or so it seemed. Different levels of smiley faces. No good on the food. Okay on the food. Good on the food and excellent, depending on your score. Your health code violations. Lots or zero. And now that I'm sitting here talking about that, I'm recollecting back to a news story of a restaurant that Ended up with a failing grade because their refrigerator went out the day that the inspector shows up. These inspectors show up every now and again, randomly, they just pop in, check off things on the list, and you do good or you do bad. And then you are required to post your score, so that way everybody, all the patrons know what's going on. Know that, again, you're following the rules and you're doing everything healthy, not giving your patrons salmonella. But there's a segment out here on the local news every couple weeks one of the news anchors goes out does a deep dive in understanding these restaurants out here not cleaning up their act or maybe they are cleaning up their act but he goes out and he singles out a restaurant of the week or the bye week or how how often he does it that did terrible did the I don't know if it's ever the worst but always on the cusp on either side of almost a failing grade or a failing grade. And I'd figure I'd share my disdain for this individual. He's so smug as I lead the witness or the leading the jury and how I find this individual to be speaking. And it almost, again, seems like a hit job. Like, you need to clean up your act restaurants. You need to be on your toes, restaurants of the greater Knoxville area. Otherwise, I'm going to come here and report on your poor health codes. The restaurant with the low score serves Chinese cuisine. Half a dozen critical violations were checked off in the report. I'd like to take a moment right here and just pause it before we get into it. 
Isn't it true? Isn't the general rule of thumb is you never go into the back of a Chinese food restaurant? Because if you did, you'd be disgusted. You don't want to know. You don't want to find out about it. But it's always good food. It's always delicious food. Let us start over again. The restaurant with the low score serves Chinese cuisine. Half a dozen critical violations were checked off in the report. The grade is a 68 at China Lee at 8643 Middlebrook Pike in Knoxville. That 68 is a failing score. A grade of 69 and below is considered failing. There's been a follow-up inspection in that passing grade in just a moment. First off, the inspector writes, an employee drink was found sitting beside food that was being prepared on a counter. Can't do that. Employee drinks have to be kept far away from food to prevent possible spillage. Frozen food was found thawing in the big three compartment sink. Wrong place. One of the correct locations to thaw frozen food is in a refrigerator to prevent bacteria growth. Cut leafy greens were at room temperature. They should have been in the refrigerator at 41 degrees and below. There's more. When the inspector checked the temperature of chicken, it was 62 degrees. That's way too warm. 41 and below is the correct cool temperature to kill bacteria. The inspector found food debris on a grinder, but it was supposed to have been washed, cleaned, and sanitized and put away without food stuck on it. Finally, an open bucket of food was found stored below shelves, dirty shelves. Now, the inspector returned to China Lee. All of the original critical violations were checked and corrected, and the new reinspected grade is a 92. No need for any second inspections at the top scoring restaurants, and here are. Such disdain as I hit pause on that. We will continue just to hear how chipper he is about all the passing scores. But all these negative scores, all these things, they don't tell you the time frame of. When the original violation was, when the new when the new score was fixed or amended, there's a cup next to the food. Well, you lost on day one, but day two when they came back, no more cups. You know, gross on the grinder, gross on the food and the dirty shelves, but it's a Chinese food place. What do you expect? And he does this segment, again, so frequently. All of those comments of where he's caught what seems to be off guard, astonished. At just how dirty these places are. But again, you could be like all of these other restaurants that get just perfect scores. The best grades of the week. In South Knoxville, Ye Old Steakhouse on Chapman Highway, 100. In downtown Knoxville, Alice and Appalachia on Market Square, 100. The Applebee's in North Knoxville on Central Avenue Pike is also perfect. Same grade, 100, for China Zhang on East Emory Road in Powell. In Alcoa, Shots fired with 50s diner another on Chinese Street, food 100. restaurant. The Foothills Milling Company on South Washington Street in Maryville, perfect. Along the Tennessee River on Volunteer Landing, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse receives a 98. Same grade 98 for Sullivan's Fine Food Restaurant on North Shore Drive. This week, there were quite a few restaurants with scores in the mid to upper 90s. Those excellent scores mean management and staff know and follow the health rules. They know and follow the health rules. Look at all these good people, these good restaurants. Now, again, maybe this has just been Knoxville. It's such a backcountry area that, you know, restaurants never took the health department so seriously. These people that come around and check how much rat poop you got sitting in the back office, the back part of the kitchen. And so, again, they need that 
extra stress, that extra little push to clean up their act. But so many of these food for thought scenarios close out with fast food restaurants taking up all the 100 scores. McDonald's, 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 Arby's, Hardee's, all these things. This was a poor example of that. These were what seemed like nicer restaurants in the area that get those better scores. They keep things clean. They don't get caught off guard. Or maybe they just got Joe out back smoking a cigarette, sees the rat poop inspector come up in their fancy little Honda Accord or whatever the government gives them, probably Kias or something like that. Hyundai's run, flicks his cigarette, freaks out, runs in there and starts screaming at people to get their crap together and clean up. The health inspector is here. Need to make sure that we're clean. Going to pass that score. And again, the the leeway, the period of time of they failed. This guy, these this Chinese food restaurant failed. Well, what if I went there and ate on the day that they did the inspection? And then I find out that they did that. Well, now I don't want to go back. Or maybe I was planning on going there. Or it's always been my favorite restaurant. And then they, I see this score. And then they go back and they got that 93. But that restaurant, that one time, got a negative, a failing health food score. Health department score, whatever these are called. And now you sit there and you're going to question every single time you go back. Is someone going to have their drink right next to my food? One of the events that was actually complained about a while ago, middle of summer. Let me tell you something about summer here. It gets muggy, and there's bugs. There's holy cow bugs. And I don't know if you've ever worked in a kitchen. Granted, I I haven't worked in an industrial or commercial kitchen, but uh, bugs exist. And they were talking about flies flying around, and the people had flypaper up. There's bugs here. Who would know? Who would have thought? And we don't want bugs in our food, just like we don't want other nastiness in our food. But there's certain things that can't be avoided. And again, we should hold restaurants to a higher standard. I mean, they want to serve us food. We want to make sure that they're not going to get us sick. You know, They're not going to serve us pizza that's been left on the counter overnight. You, know, you ordered it at 8, got hammered, didn't eat all of it. And then you wake up the next morning and you don't want to cook breakfast. Here's cold pizza on the counter. Eat it. Getting so much trouble for that from the exes that I had working in kitchens, getting their food handler's permit, eating food past the expiration date, reheating it twice. How dare I? I don't feel like wasting food. I don't want to waste food. There's food to be eaten. There's children in Africa that are starving. Or is it India, Venezuela, China, Russia, everywhere? So I should eat my food, finish my vegetables. But how are the restaurants in your area? Do you worry about the health inspection? Or do you just trust them? Do you dive headfirst into that Chinese food place? I don't care if they got that 68-point failing score. Don't go back there anyways. There's something about the floor spice that they add to every dish that just kind of ties it all together, really kind of brings it home. Or do we choose to sit at the more sophisticated places like McDonald's that seem to always get 100s, at least on inspection day? Who knows what they're doing otherwise? But a fun one, a short one, kind of a rant, kind of a sitting there going, 
This guy just bugs me. Again, the, the astonishment, the admonishment for browbeaten restaurants for not cooking their food. How dare he? What if I want the less than stellar food? What if I want to live dangerously? Because I'm Billy Bones. B-I-L-L-Y-B-O-N, the number three S. You find me on Twitter, at Billy Bones. You find me on the Fediverse, Mastodon, at Billy Bones, at noauthority.social. If you don't have the source match, swing on by the website, billybones.com. Remember that it's spelled with the number three instead of the letter E. And there you can find show notes. Uh, minimal show notes today, but you can find the video of Mr. Don Dare and his uh, Food for Thought segments, and specifically the one I used audio-wise here today. But uh, I've also got links to the SoundCloud and email. I've got links to past shows and the show notes that come with those, and then I've got a link that says Value for Value, because I released this show, Value for Value. I release it in hopes that you find value out of this podcast. I put effort into it. I put some love into it. Not doing too much cooking on this, but that's okay. In hopes that you find value out of it. And if you did, fantastic. The first thing that I ask that you do is you give this show a share. In hopes that someone else finds a reason to go to or avoid a certain other restaurant. No pressure. But if you found that this show was worth a monetary amount of value, be that Federal Reserve Freedom Units or Satoshi's teeny tiny bits of Bitcoin, I take both. And one way you can support the show is by going to tabletopwoodworks.com. There I've got small woodworking projects. Almost ready to start up on making my own stuff again. Uh, still in the middle of a project, but go to Tabletop Woodworks, check what's available on Etsy. Uh, but otherwise, again, you go to billybones.com, you scroll all the way down, you click the value for value button, you uh, click it, it'll take you to PayPal, you chip in, you donate, you support the show in a number that you feel is appropriate. Maybe it's a cheeseburger, maybe it's a cheeseburger and a shake, maybe it's a trip to the hospital because I got salmonella. Nope, don't do that. Or, if you're using a podcasting 2.0 compliant app over there at modernpodcastapps.com, and you're sending in some Satoshis, like today's two executive producers. We've got Dame Slamey, who sent in 10,925 Satoshis. No, no, but thank you very much, man. And then we have Weirdo, who was streaming in Satoshis at a set nine Satoshis every nine minutes for the last episode. And so that totaled in a whole 18 Satoshis, but that's okay. We're adding pennies to the jar. Thank you very much, both of you. And to everybody else out there in podcast land, thank you very much for listening. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week.